My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Hello, everyone, welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is Colin. My name is Colin. I'm Colin. I'm Colin. I'm Max Rebo. But I'm also Colin. And we are here to talk about season Max three, episode Rebo. four of The Bad Batch, because that is what heroes do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to talk recruits? Let's do this. Let's go. I'm working Let's go. on my Chewbacca costume right now. Yeah, no, we're, we're missing Colin today. He is out and about, uh, but we're all here. From behind the paywall once again. Sorry. You missed us. Awesome. If you didn't, too bad. We are here to talk. And we had an amazing episode continuing Omega and Crosshair's story. Continuing Woo! episodes one and three from earlier. I know going in just last night, I was thinking to myself, you know, what, what story are we getting? Are we going to keep this momentum and continue with Crosshair and Omega? Are we going to jump back to another quote-unquote filler, more like Spacer episode with mm-hmm. Hunter and Wrecker? What were you guys expecting coming into today? I, I was going in expecting this to be a Rex and Echo introduction episode, mm. which we didn't get, but I was not disappointed at all. I mm-hmm. really, really love this episode. I thought it was, it was a really good example to me of how to make a side quest, not a filler episode. Yeah. yeah. Because really like the stuff that happened in this episode, like the storyline of it didn't matter like the point a and point b of them crash landing and then eventually ending up meeting back up with with hunter and record like that mattered Mm -hmm. but what happened in between really has no no lasting impact right and i thought it was done super super well it didn't feel like filler it was a lot of really cool little world building stuff Mm -hmm. um yeah i i was really happy with today's episode (laughs) i i when I looted up the episode, I was convinced we were going to get like coin toss. Either it was going to be just, you know, back to Hunter and Wrecker, maybe a touch of Echo and Rex, or it was going to be all Omega and all Crosshair. Yeah. And I was actually hoping for all Omega and all Crosshair because that is something I was so excited for with where we left off. Yeah. Because we leave off in the th- episode three with them debating stealing the Emperor's shuttle, not stealing the Emperor's shuttle. Stealing a shuttle that's crewed by a bunch of stormtroopers and command, like in a commando officer, them escaping after being almost blown out of the sky, yeah, and learning that Omega's blood works in a special way, and we get a tie-up of all those points almost, yeah, in a way that satisfies, but also isn't like uh, and cliffhanger, yeah. Mm-hmm. I we I, have an emotional cliffhanger, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. which is a big one. But yeah, I honestly thought we were going back to Hunter and Wrecker. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I thought was really interesting about this episode is the fact that we already have them back with a batch now. Like, I was not expecting yeah. that. I was yeah. not yeah. expecting that to happen so fast. It makes mm-hmm. me be like, I was expecting some more time. I was expecting Hunter and Wrecker. I was expecting maybe some filler. And like, I think Hunter's right to point out that this was a really good, like, it was a side quest, but it mm-hmm. it wasn't filler. Well, I, no, I don't want to jump to the end of the episode yeah. too quickly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we'll... <laughs> We'll, we'll let it marinate a bit, but absolutely. I know that hyperspace jump, I was fully expecting credits to run. Oh, yeah. When they, yeah. When they left yeah. the planet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Cap? Yeah. yeah, no, I think what this episode makes me hopeful for is that maybe we're going to get that clones all banding together, attacking Tantis, like, let's have everybody all together, because now the batch is together, so you don't need to go yeah. on one more go save so-and-so who's locked up. Well, hey, we know. still could. I, we, we still planted, could happen. planted that seed. They did. Because yeah. Omega did. was already like, yes, we're going yeah, back. Go back. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So I'm really hoping that it's a setup for yeah. assault. I, that'd mm-hmm. be so yeah. yeah. If I can't have it the way Battlefront portrays it, I want it this way. <laughs> yeah absolutely it was uh it really was good and also i wanted to come in really quick we had a little clerical error last week in our discussion uh there's 
apparently the batch went to Daro in season one, not Tantus. Which is yeah, really sorry. cool, though. So, dumb, I guess. Apologies that Wikipedia made the weirdest retcon on Earth because <laughs> it's the exact same topology. Yeah. yeah. Scorch was also head of security there, yeah. so apparently he got moved to the super epic cloning science division after that episode. I'm, for I'm yeah. just imagine and imagine being head of he security, just, having your base infiltrated, and then not being shot, and yeah. then getting promoted to be able to see so well. the most important imperial thing in existence. <laughs> yeah, arguably more important than the Death Star. It's because they like his paint job. That's why. Yeah, that's why. You cannot deny the Riz. You can't. You can't do it. Yeah. To the point continue. where actually, quick, quick tangent, his paint job, I found a, a thing in the game that looks just like it, and every time I'm in a game, I get a message from someone being like, oh my god, are you Scorch? Yeah. Oh my god. Awesome. I'll give you guys the brief on that after this. Yeah. Please it's, do. But it's it's the same vibe everyone has every time we see Scorch on screen. We're like, Scorch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, there is nothing worse as a fan of wanting to see Fixer, then the vertical gray line of the Camino of the like clone security command. And like a, and like a and dark like, shot. And it's and not. Like, nope. Yep. Is this weird lighting? Is that actually him? No, it's just gray. Yeah. Dang it. I think I said it last week. At this point, I can't even let myself hope that yeah, we're going to see any glimpse of actual Scorch or the rest of Delta squad being Delta squad as we know it, yeah, because yeah. it just makes him only being there as eye candy that much more disappointing. It yeah. Does. Yeah. No. Especially following that, uh, what the producer said a few mm-hmm. weeks back when yeah. asked about the Republic commando and other characters. And she was like, yeah, you'll see, you'll see more of Scorch this season. As for other Republic commandos, I uh, can't confirm or deny, but who knows if we'll, you know, what future stories will tell. Yeah. Which, which implies like, not in this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is yeah. the ultimate, like, can't say no marketing. Yeah. yeah. So. Tragic. Could be trying to divert from Gregor, though. Could. Well, maybe. I could, could totally see us seeing more Gregor. I mean, yeah. Cons- yeah. We need an explanation of he's how he went end. from here to Rebels. Yeah. 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 Well, we saw him get rescued. Um, Last season, yeah, what yeah. was it? End of season one. Season it was, one. It, was two, season it was two seasons ago. That's they went yeah, to Darrow. Yeah, very right. end of season one. Because he still his, has a lot res- more marbles his, to lose, though. His rescue is yeah. the first shot we see of um the TK concept. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I think it's it's not a stretch to hope or assume that this season we're going to start to find out where. Rex and Echo or any clones who are working to get other clones out are actually dropping yeah. people off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they may come back for that rebellion that we're all hoping for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I could totally see a scene more Gregor. Yeah. That being the commandos that just trying to divert our attention from. Yeah. Watch yeah. it be that there's some like special location on Camino that they're returning to. Like everyone thinks Camino's uninhabitable, but yeah. they're just living I mean, still on Camino. We know that Topoka City got destroyed, but we don't know what else is on Camino. We've never yeah, seen anywhere else on Camino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same kind of like logic where we're like, we we've been to Tatooine how many different times in the Star Wars franchise? And how much of Tatooine have we seen? Four cities. Four cities, all of them apparently within like you know a thousand miles of each other. Yeah. And a thousand by thousand grid. Yeah. <laughs> so episode That's smaller than the US. <laughs> yeah. It's- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Stay uh, inside the middle. <laughs> we have the opening of the episode. We see a really interesting look of hyperspace with like smoke and there's fire and the shuttles like coming apart. Yeah. Uh, cool. Which so like, we all kind of knew was happening. It wasn't the best conditioned vessel. There was an open hole in the glass canopy that Omega's under. Yeah. <laughs> the original so crash. And they're going Colin's right. not here to yell at us and say, don't put logic into Star Wars. Go, do it. Let's do it. Are we too, like, what does that mean about hyperspace, you know? Is there some, like, hyperspace, we've sort of had explanations in the past, I don't know if any of them are canon anymore, but that hyperspace is kind of, like, interdimensional travel. Yeah. So is there oxygen there? Is there something that can burn and or maybe it's just stuff leaking from the ship similar to in space when it burns off? So hyperspace is really weird because the way we see it in Star Wars differs so much from how other sci-fi handles faster yeah. than light travel. Yeah. Um, because the way hyperspace seems to work in Star Wars, aside from it being, you know, plot driven and how long it takes to get from point A to point B. Um but it's very much a like I think you were saying like what you're saying is correctly like, it's out of the space technically mm-hmm. it's yeah. not in our dimension yeah so it's possible that because like think about how long like there is like distance wise between like planets in the galaxy but we learn that some vehicles are faster in hyperspace than other vehicles are in hyperspace mm-hmm. and we know that like I think in one of the books they mentioned that there's a hyperspace jump that's only like 46 minutes to get from one corner of the galaxy to another across the hyperspace lane. Well, and I'm like, that is a huge distance to cover in under yep. an hour. <laughs> yeah. And it almost seems like wormholes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I think yeah. that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I, I am trying to get into the higher public books right now. And the first one, there is a special character who basically like right now as in star wars as we know it on screen and stuff it's always droids who calculate coordinates for computers and routes through hyperspace yeah um but in this book this character they can actually like they do like they go into like a mind trance and can like find routes through hyperspace that are new and different and allow the ships to jump from point a to point b in ways Mm -hmm. that like the republic can't Mm -hmm. in less time or less distance or or whatever and i think that ties in really closely to the idea of hyperspace lanes which we've seen for a long time in legends and in canon as far as galactic Mm -hmm. maps go yeah Um, so I think talking about it like wormholes is a really good way to think about it. Like it's yeah. not, and that ties in again with not thinking about it like in our dimension. Right. Different ways to go from point A to point B. Right. The thing that doesn't click for that is just going off of Han's original like explanation of hyperspace. He's like, you got to calculate it. We're going to hit a star cluster. Or right. it made mm-hmm. it seem like a very much you aren't going from Pointed, like there, there's a through lane where if you don't uh-huh. not careful you're gonna hit something that is within yeah. our current space i yeah. guess yeah. well but, I, I think I, part of part of that commentary then is probably the fact that there are predestined if you enter at this point on this vector you'll mm-hmm. end up at this point to make a transition jump to the next point mm-hmm. but the idea being if your degree is not like to the let's say like fourth decimal point exact you could be off by hundreds of thousands of miles yeah yeah. It's the same way that, like, you know, if you have a laser pointer here on Earth and you point it at the moon, you can see a dot on the moon. But the dot on the moon you're seeing is huge in comparison to the actual point being emitted by your laser diode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's the same kind of, like, you know, just one point actually fans right. out like this. And across yeah. the distance of time, that is huge distance you can end mm-hmm. up in. Yeah, yeah and, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, the way uh, Hunter was talking about how they had Jedi and Force users finding hyperspace routes that's how the chess navigate in that's the a, yeah yeah that's like yeah. the skywalkers in the chess yeah mm-hmm. 
Back to the episode, though. I yeah, still, back to the episode. I still think <laughs> that even if it's wormholes and all that, having a hole in the ship when you get into the upper atmosphere, it's still not going to work. Yeah. It's still it's a fun really, scene, though. But a great scene. We like it. it. Yeah, fun <laughs> scene. We see the inside of that ship, and I know back in Clone Wars, we have a very similar ship, and we always wondered how mm. on earth you get into the pilot's cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, so weirdly located. How do I? So, where do I? <laughs> get the where do I? And then enter from the rear. And then it's, it's, yeah. it was cool seeing the inside of the ship. Yeah. Cool seeing Crosshair's yeah. seat like flip out behind him so he could mm-hmm. get on the controls. Yeah. yeah. And eventually they do land with style. In <laughs> any landing style? you walk away from is a landing. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry, I'm just gonna add it in because Colin's not here to tell me not to. But those rock formations, oh, like no. let me just <laughs> call the mountains. They were so cool. They were they cool. Were cool. I, I liked, liked them. I liked them but a lot. They you just shot them down immediately. We watched them, and she was like, eh, "Those are horrible." And I was like, if oh, anything, they look like fjords. Wait, but how yeah, don't they work? There you go. Okay. Dude, they're like sticking out like at an angle as though they've been carved out by Maybe something. The you don't like, know like, how those tectonic plates work. Is there a river? Planet? They could have a road. You know how they work on Wind erode rock? Sideways. Yeah. But like a also, whole range of them? I mean, like a whole range yeah. of them. And they could have like the planet, the planet could have existed for billions of years. I mean, the only reason why the only reason why the Sierra Nevada looks the way it does is because of glacial melt and glacier movement. So it's possible these are glacier formations. The glaciers don't cut like that, though. They could if they were, they could if they were not water ice. Yeah. Space ice glaciers. Well, anyway. anyway. I mean, I, methane, fine. when it's cold enough, forms, forms ice crystals. So. That's true. So anyway, they anyway. land. They land. Space <laughs> land. So they, they land. land. And we get uh, Crosshair. You know, he's like, we, I found coordinates to a town. And they go over. And we see TKs. I think for the first time we see TKs doing mm-hmm. patrols in a city instead of our regular clones. Yep. And we see a very similar Imperial garrison base that we saw in mm-hmm. season one. Yep. Uh, and we're seeing TKs. We see a TK wearing goggles. Goggles! We were so he's got, cool. He's got like okay. patrol goggles? <laughs> okay, the poncho things looked dope. They did. Yes. Yes. But how is he, how and why is he wearing goggles? Because they, the, the normal helmet should seal off the wearer. And it has the same shape of... He just thought they were cool. Kind of like yeah. people who wear those funny sunglasses inside. So, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. One, like you can, you can never yeah. never discount the rule of cool when it comes to sci-fi. Yep. Right. Two, uh, if I'm trying to come up with an in-universe possible explanation, what if they you know, are a visual enhancement upgrade that he just put a strap on? They could be, and if that's the case, then clones have a way cooler solution to that. Yeah, they do. Way cooler than steampunk. Wait, rangefinder. What if what if his visor got like shot out or something? And so now he's like, Oh no, I don't have time. I'm just gonna throw some goggles on. That'd be funny. It could be because the poncho looks very similar to some of the garb we saw in solo on Mm -hmm. you know the for the mud troopers. Yeah, what if he's a like you know, first iteration mud trooper. They also had similar goggles for the standard, like you know, Imperial Army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something yeah. else to do that too. But there the wasn't dirt. a visor under the mud trooper goggles or the extra no. like, World War II plate and stuff. But right, or what if he yeah. has a really specialized eye prescription and they don't make it in visors, and so he had to get his own goggles and put his eye prescription in. I'm I'm calling it now. Complete headcanon. He's the only TK we're gonna ever see that's not confirmed to not be an alien. Ooh. Okay. So you can be an alien Wait. under it that needs an extra thing to you know, make go. everything work. Yeah. There we if go. that TK is wearing prescription glasses, does that mean he's re- TK is related to every other Star Wars glasses wearing character in canon? Yes, so it turns out that's is Dr. It- Pershing's dad. Yeah, that's Dr. <laughs> Pershing's dad. That's the theory. We got the yeah. one that wears glasses. We got his mom, we got his dad, somehow he's, he's going to go there or she's going to go there. <laughs> We see Omega and Crosshair. They need to get into new. They can't walk around looking like convicts. Uh, and we see they. I mean, they try to get off, and we see them go up to a ship. And Omega's like, "Let me try it my way. Let me try and be diplomatic." 
his crosshairs like I'll kill half of the people here and they before won't before they notice. <laughs> yeah. And Omega's like, let me let me try this. And she ends up putting them in the bind of needing to get 30,000 credits. I thought it was really interesting seeing that dynamic of Crosshair immediately resorting to, you know, violence. I could just kill, kill everyone. Yep. Yeah. And Omega still has, and even after two seasons of this and seeing Omega's character growth, she still has that base purity and yeah. optimism mm-hmm. that's really run rampant through her character. Yeah. It's, also, it's yeah. very like, uh, like reminiscent of Fee in last season, where that's the approach she would have taken, the less mm-hmm. aggressively violent drawing attention approach. Yep. And it's also similar to, you know, Sid and all the things that Omega has learned working with uh Sid and mm-hmm. yeah. Underworld and Underworld well, let's make them. these deals, yeah. let's con them, you know, which I really like that coming back because it, it kind of yeah. goes on that If Omega does not meet Hondo this season. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing that I was thinking about when I was watching that scene, too, is the fact that, like, Crosshair, he was in the Republic, and then he immediately went to the Empire. He has not had the kind of rogue experience of being a mercenary with the Batch and running into these situations where you can bribe people, where you can con them, where you can try to buy passage and slip chain cones. He's always been in the, like, ruling regime. Yeah. And having... Having, up. he doesn't need the chain code he's yep, got an imperial exactly. shuttle yeah. right and so for her to to be the one that thinks of the way to like get around that i i kind of like that because yep. you can kind of see i don't know in that way she almost has more experience than him yep. actually in the kind of underworld situation which is yeah. fun but yeah and it I, was a good joke oh sorry okay um i feel like i absolutely just loved their dynamic the whole episode mm-hmm. like it, it was it was in a way like some of the like little tropes you see of like she's very like sunshine and he's very like grumpy and then you have like brother and sister type mm-hmm. thing found yeah. stuff and just like watching their dynamic for many reasons for me was just so fun and I liked seeing him like almost walk away from her and be like, yeah, you're gonna, you're, that's so dumb. Why are you wanting this dog? And the whole time I wanted to see like crosshair, like just like pet the dog, kind of like a dad that's like, I don't want a dog. And then he just loves on it so much. Like, I'm just waiting for that to happen. <laughs> I was kind of expecting it will happen. And cause I, I just loved when he like was going to walk away and then was like, uh, all right, fine. And like that just like kind of kept happening. And I feel like the name of this episode was so fitting too. Mm. Like mm. they both had to try each other's way when it came down to it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was that was interesting for mm-hmm. sure. I feel like Crosshair kind of got let her get away with a little more than I thought he might. Yeah. Um, he did. Yeah. I think him like almost walking away kind of showed that he was like, okay, no, I'm done with this. This is you're clearly have failed. <laughs> But then yeah. he was like, oh, all right, I guess. I, I also chalk up some of his behavior in regards to Omega as being like, a, you know what? I'm just going to see where this goes because if nothing else, I'll be entertained. Yeah. yeah. If Absolutely. anything else, she'll be the distraction. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also think some of his behavior also has to do with the fact that like everything he has tried in the last two seasons has been an absolute failure. Yeah. Like complete mm-hmm. and utter failure. So like, why and not? at least like... I don't know if he's going to be able to come up with something better. Like, he clearly can shoot people. He knows that. But, like, I don't know. If she comes up with something really random and crazy, maybe he can use it to his advantage. I don't know. I'm, like, yeah. I'm sure we'll get to this, like, in a hot second, too. But speaking of him shooting stuff, I feel like he, at least before, could have taken out those people to get onto the ship faster than he did. So I feel uh-huh. like we're kind of seeing that, like, hand shakiness, like, unsure... Mm-hmm. of everything that he's been going through mm-hmm. come out in that. Yeah. Because they go back to the person or the stormtrooper that was like on top of, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever mm-hmm. in that place a couple times. And like, it takes a, him a little bit and you think it would have happened yeah. sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when he was bragging. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's also, it's definitely a narrative yeah. Yeah. foreshadowing of where Crosshair is yeah. going to be later in the season. Right, and I, the a lot of people have been talking about this, and it's something I was thinking about too when watching the last episode and this one. 
Um, I know the guys in the Dad Batch podcast were talking about it too, but a a big theme of I think the Bad Batch series as a whole and the clones as a whole is like what like what are you or who are you as a person if what defined you is like wiped or like what your main task was is just no longer a thing yeah with the clones being soldiers for a war that is now over who are they like they're not soldiers anymore so who are they and i think for crosshair him having the tremors and losing his ability to be that expert marksman is going to be a central question like okay yeah now that he's not just i mean with those he's no longer useful to the empire Mm -hmm. he and that was after he left the bad batch they weren't getting anything from him when he was in basically in prison in the lab Mm -hmm. so who is he now he's been rejected from his his squad He's been rejected from the empire where he felt he still had a place. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what are you going to do now? Well, and I think that kind of goes back to like what he said in the last episode when Omega wanted to break him out. And he was like, no, I belong here. Leave me. Like, he literally was like, leave me. And it wasn't just like, leave me. Like you have a bad plan. It was also, he said like, I belong here. He's this so is where dramatic. I deserve to be. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that's to your point, Hunter, of just being like, I think he doesn't know what right. he's no. supposed to be doing. Oh, he has so it's no like, idea. He has no idea because he thinks he belongs in prison. He betrayed his brothers. He, You've seen him kind of like, you know, think back on that and, you know, regret it in the way that he sent them messages in yep. season two. And like, he clearly has regrets, but he's not a soldier. He's not with the Empire. He doesn't have a higher purpose. Um, and so I think that is going to be a main point of this season. And in some ways it already has been. Yeah. We're four episodes in, and we've spent yeah. three of them with Crosshair. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're definitely Which is more than last season. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're yes. making up for lost time. time, and I'm stoked. Yeah. <laughs> Roughly three hundred percent more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's an insane volume of Crosshair stuff. I I did personally enjoy the joke once. I think it's like it's three thousand credits. Okay, and they turn around and start walking away, and Crosshair's like. Are you joking? Like that was the best option you could. It think was of. like yeah. thirty thousand credits. Thirty thousand, yeah. yeah. Which is, come to think of it, an obscene amount of money. It is yeah. obscene. Well, obscene. in U.S. dollars, but inflation could be terrible on that planet. That's never. That is true. Yeah. We also don't really ever get a solid understanding of what a credit is. It could yeah. be like yen. Yeah. yeah. It could be well, yen. And, yeah. And I don't know when would be a good point to jump to this, Josh. So I don't want to. The exchange is four point five imperial credits to one U.S. dollar. Oh my! Why God. do we know that? Yeah. Uh, that is nothing. Like, where can I exchange my money? Four point five. Yeah, so it's approximately six thousand six hundred sixty-six dollars and sixty-seven cents. Okay. So that is so many sixes that I'm kind of like, did, did, did Dave Filoni plan this? <laughs> but I know is yeah. So we get this obscene sum of money that they need to come up with. And how, what better way for them to come up with that money than Omega returning to her hustling roots <laughs> and scamming a incredibly large Trandoshan out of a huge sum of his money. And he doesn't get angry. That guy looked super similar to one that we saw in Clone Wars. He did. Yeah. Like, yeah, extra, the scales like, and like the lizard eyes. Kinda. Yeah. We've been seeing a lot of yeah, those lizard eyes and the lizard recently from like Mando season three and Sid. So but, like seeing a Florida Trandoshan once again was nice. It was, yeah. <laughs> I just I saw him and I just Look, like looked at Hunter. He's just got lots of stuff to carry in his cargo pants. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because he's got 30,000 credits to carry. Yeah, so I actually really loved this at, from a writing perspective where Omega kind of gets them into the situation where they have to get 30,000 credits and then subsequently completely supplies that. Like, even yeah. if it gets taken from her, she's just like, yeah, and then I went and gambled it and won it. And it's like, mm. it's hilarious because you're like, yeah. you're going, oh my gosh, how are they going to do this? Like, I remember thinking when I was watching the episode, like, 
are they going to do like jobs for people? Is Cross going to heist it? Yeah, right. like what's going to happen? Is he, are they is she, she going to sell him like the way like, that she's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then she's just like, no, I'm just going to like win some games. And it's just like, swindle these people. So, it was yeah. hilarious. Like it was just like, so she made yeah. this deal and then she completely delivered. Damn. On her ability to do that, and that's hysterical to me. It's, it's also it's, Crosshair's like indignation at it. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> your plan. <laughs> so he's pissy about it, but at the same time, he's just like, "All right, whatever. I guess I'll just hang out." Yeah, and then it works. Like it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> and, and in okay. the middle of these games, we get Mister Imperial Officer Garrison Lead Big Boy yeah. going up, getting his drink for free. <laughs> Getting his taxes. Yeah, uh, he okay. He what was getting like, sheriff of Nottingham. Yes, I was just, was. I just was gonna say that. I was like, absolute such Nottingham an, vibes. Such an awesome villain character, though, because he, he walks into that cantina, yep. and you immediately hate him. Yes. Yeah, like yep. this dude is an absolute scumbag. Yep. I hate. Yeah. Him. Yes. I would pay money to break his jaw. Right. Yes. yes. Like, I, I would pay him to walk punch with him. sticks for the rest of his life. <laughs> I don't know what it was about him, but there was something, especially when I think back on it, he reminded me of uh, Al from Toy Story 2 from Al's Toy Barn for some reason. Like the way that he like <laughs> kind of like talks in his scummy <laughs> conducted. I don't know why. And maybe that's just like a weird huh. thing that happened to me. That is a very specific <laughs> That is so specific. <laughs> Al's I love it. I love it. Like Al's <laughs> Imperial shipyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he had a lot of animals. You just want to punch him the whole time? I mean, an interesting thing. I got a very similar vibe, weirdly enough, between him and God, what were they? Uh, Zygerians. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I, the, I like almost, the collection, like, you know, creating a menagerie. I almost mm. expected to see some when they were trafficking all those animals. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It definitely was yeah. a weird thing for an Imperial to be doing, but within the realm of. We saw that he was just taxing everything yep. left and right and finding mm -hmm. ways to get tips without yep. Yep. doing yeah. work. And we saw the the you know the faults in having regional governors in the imperial era, especially yeah. the start of the imperial era. Yeah. Um, how they kind of are just let free to reign, do whatever they please, yep. as long as quote unquote order is kept within yep. where they're supposed right. to. Yeah. And I I thought that was kind of weird at first too. I was like, oh, that's interesting that. That, is this like their main thing? They just have a a I whole do. bunch of exotic animals here. Like that seems yeah. like an odd thing for Imperials to focus on. But the more I thought about it, it's like that's probably not their only shipyard. You know, no. mm -hmm. that's well, that just happened to be the area that they stumbled. No. <laughs> yeah, and I I really did like how his whole thing throughout the whole episode was like, you can't be gambling. You pay a fine. You can't yeah. have a pet. You yeah. pay a fine. And he, just, like, he came back as this like just sleazy. Like every time he'd do something, you're like, of course. I should have yeah. guessed it. Yeah. But also like gross. And like, we also it, saw, it, yeah, he had a good amount of forethought because once Omega wins the game, yeah, the stormtroopers are like, All right, we're just gonna arrest you now for yeah. gambling. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I'll give you some money, then you'll yeah. pay me a fee of the money that you've earned previously. Yep. From, yeah. So that when uh -huh. you come to get your animal back, you're just gonna pay with the money that I originally yeah. gave you. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, he gets more money at the end of the day, yep. twice over. Yeah. Um, he's definitely a very smart well, character. Kind of. Yep. Yeah. Relatively you, smart. Clearly, clearly, as as far as imperial officers go, this imperial officer has a minor in accounting. Yeah, yeah, he uh, does. Yeah. yeah, he acts like a math major. I just I, that came out way too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow. I apologize. Um, also, quick. No, quick, I don't. I don't. Uh, head cannon, um, like mindset. Anytime I see imperial officers dealing and trafficking in like rare animals or exotic animals, I always imagine it's them trying to buy favor in the outer rim with Tarkin. Because he's the oh. he's the sector governor for the outer rim, mm. and we know that Tarkin's a huge big game hunter. Oh, like that is his thing. 
There's a whole like Vader it. comic arc where he's yeah. hunting Vader to teach Vader a lesson. I totally hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that's a really mm. good point. Could be. Interesting. And then we go to... Let's see. She wins the game, and then we see Crosshair and Omega have a little discussion, Moment. and Crosshair's like, I see no need to go save... A dog. Betcha? A dog. Apparently Batcher. <laughs> It's Batcher uh, with an Australian accent. You right? Betcha. Yeah, yeah Batcha. I, I thought it was Betcha's and like, you Betcha for the longest time. And I was oh doing research for this episode and I kept seeing Batcher in like the description of what was going on. I was like, I don't know who on earth this is. Did they forget how to type Omega? <laughs> oh <my laughs> like, they just use the adjective Batcher to describe a member of the Bad Batch. It also makes it uh, really funny that oh the collective name for Bad Batch fans is Batchers. Yeah, yeah, no, it absolutely was not my brightest moment. Also, just blank up searching Omega's animal friend in Bad Batch season three. I got so many hits. Like she's had so many animal friends. There was Ruby the lizard. There's the yeah. Rancor. There's like yeah. so many creatures that she's yeah. befriended over the course of the three seasons. So, uh, but we see that divide, and we see Crosshair take the money and walk off, and Omega go to save Betcha. Hey, wait, don't but, forget about the kid who's just a Oh, yeah, oh gosh, there's the, the guy, kid. The kid that swindles I'll take the kid is like total 5,000 credits from you. The ten, Sorry, 10,000. Then Crosshair takes one step forward. And he's like, and, okay, like okay. glares. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. Uh, yeah, no, I love yeah, how that Crosshair's like, negotiation tactic is stand there and look scary. I mean, fair He's enough. good at it. He Which is, is yeah. funnily enough, also Wreckers. Yeah. So true. Yeah. No. Oh, also, I want to bring that up. Uh, Crosshair's donut thing looked yeah. really similar to the A-wing pilot helmets. It did. I the, thought uh, the same thing, and I don't. I thought I, that too. I don't think it's actually the same. I think it just looks similar. Yeah. I do. I really like their outfits in general in this. I don't think we talked about also, that yet. The, shout out to the whoever did the texture mapping for this episode. It is beautiful. Yeah, the pattern was, on Crosshair's jacket. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna comment on. All the texturing on their soft goods and stuff. It was really cool. It reminded me a lot of what we see in Andor. Yeah, and honestly, the whole that. design of that town felt very similar to grimy and downtrodden. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was very Ferrex. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a mix of Ferrex and Lothal. Yeah. Yes, it reminded me yeah. of Rebels a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we see, you know, we touched on the giant animal menagerie compound, and eventually, you know, not after too long, Crosshairs comes back. I'll help you, but my skills are being wasted. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very much a like unwilling participant in helping Omega because he knows, admit it or not, he. Omega is his help to get out of here. Yeah. yeah. You can't leave her. No. Well, and I really like that, you know, this episode really juxtaposes the idea of like in the last episode, or maybe it was two episodes ago, them talking where he was like, You're too trusting, and she's like, You're not trusting enough. And it kind yeah. of shows their differences in, you know, he wants to resort to violence and she would like to befriend everyone. And there's a situation in with in which both of them are applicable. Yeah. You know, um, you yeah. see her make some moves in this episode that are like, wow, good job, Omega. That was a good call. That was better than his. Yeah. But yet, you know, at the end of it, him coming back and saying, hey, um, yeah. I need to... Um, use my skills and that ends up being the thing that does get used mm-hmm. you know yeah i like having that juxtaposition where it's like it, nobody's wrong necessarily but um i don't know it kind of like plays on both of their strengths so i i'll ad- address this facebook comment i think sort of mm-hmm. i was saying right at the beginning it was a side quest but not a a filler yeah yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was. It, it had that more... side quest aspect, but it didn't take up the whole episode. Right. Yeah, the end of the side quest, and the episode still had some to continue. Yeah, mm-hmm. weird yeah. allegory. This is what I wish Canto Bite was in the Last Jedi. It's the. It is a side quest. It is sure. them having to do a thing to get to a thing. Yeah, yeah. But then they actually get 
like I find another way around it that still gets them their end goal because the goal is just to get off planet and to get somewhere they can get in contact. Yeah, with record yeah. hunter. Yeah, I get you. I have very and we just we just don't mind. get that. So <laughs> yeah, this definitely continues. Uh, we've discussed it already. But this definitely continues the momentum that yeah. the first three episodes. We are yeah. full steam ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it. We. we I, I was very concerned that this would kind of have that same jump off feeling where a lot of momentum in the first three in the opener, and then it kind of comes to Slow. a standstill, and we get these yeah. episodes which kind of not nothing happens, but things that don't pertain yeah, to the overall I, large arc of the story. I think a a big difference between this and an episode that I would call filler and not that I always dislike filler either. I like, I freaking love the droid bar episode from <laughs> the Mandalorian season three. And I know I'm in the minority there, but I think a big difference between an episode like this and a quote unquote filler episode is that a lot of times filler episodes just sort of ignore the overall mm-hmm. story arc. Yeah even if it might be bookended by something that is relevant to it. This episode, the whole goal of everything they were doing was to continue what they were doing at the end of episode. Sure. Yeah. 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 Because resolution tied it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Because even like, like any story, like if you think about a book or a show or anything where it's like, Hey, we're trying to escape. And what hardships do we run into trying to escape? This is their hardship. And so Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily filler. It's just, I mean, it's like, here's a hardship. Here's what you have to go through. Here's what you have to do in order to accomplish your end goal. You know, it's following along that story Mm -hmm. in an exposition kind of way. I I also think it's visually supposed to be a way of showing us where these characters are. Yeah. In terms of like emotionally and mentally and their well-being. Yeah. Because even like, you know, as they're escaping, you know, Tantus, you know, Crosshair's not missing his shots. He's 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 dealing punishment left and right. Yeah. But in this episode, he's starting to to wear and tear a little bit. He's he's missing shots he normally would have been making the last season. He did miss the opening shot on the Tantus escape. Yeah, he did. Shot. But that's yeah. one yes. missed shot. Yeah, versus the multiples in the final. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, like, I think it's going to build towards where we're headed later in yep. this season, where it shows yeah. that, like, hey, he's he's going to have to adapt out of that sharpshooter mentality because yeah. he can't be that anymore. And it also shows his unsureness, how unsure he is in his current role. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's yeah. showing that his foundation as we talked about earlier with what the bad batch is what his identity was has yeah. now been rocked yeah i i think that re- and i don't mean to jump ahead here i mean we're almost there we're basically at the end yeah can we talk are we gonna just gonna talk about the end now all right we sure there's some cool creatures we see some easter eggs with the rat yeah. what i assume there's a the jurassic park are. run of yeah. dinosaurs that yeah. run over people Amazing. the giant yeah, ship from now. the poster escapes yep and then we have the biggest surprise of the episode to be, which was after they jumped to hyperspace, the credits didn't roll. Yeah. And we got more time with yeah. these characters and we actually resolved the main piece. Like they're still ended on, you know, an emotional yeah. cliffhanger. There's more questions to have, but we had yeah. what I think is just a great formula for an episode. We had yeah. character yep. moments. We had yep. a main overall arc that occurred, yeah. still contributed to the overall story, kept momentum going mm-hmm. forward. And yep. we get to, just another example of Crosshair not having faith. You know, you don't know if they're going to be there. That's and Omega's unwavering ability to believe in her family. That's what I was just going to bring up and why I asked if we were going to jump to talking about the end because to me, that is, what's that? That is the, that's the most obvious point where he is so timid and unsure and nervous about how things are going to be going when mm-hmm. he meets back up with his old squad mates. Yeah. Omega races down the ramp, yeah. runs into Wrecker's arms, runs into to Hunter's arm, and mm-hmm. then Crosshair kind of hangs back, isn't even there mm-hmm. initially, and then yeah. sort of just slowly moseys down the ramp yeah. and then just stands there doesn't approach and then yeah like we basically won't even look him in the eye yeah 
I mean, his his, I, his whole carrying himself is very like okay. What's next? Yeah. yeah. But even like I like when they're approaching, like his main thing that he's talking to Omega about is not that he thinks that like what if the batch doesn't want to see me? What he's saying is, what if the batch is dead? And I kind of like that his his emphasis there is still almost on the feasibility of things. Like throughout the mm-hmm. whole episode, he's talking about we can't do that. That's not possible. Um, his whole character arc has been about kind of feasibility, what is likely. And even like when you get back to like his, you don't even know what he thinks about like seeing the batch. His yeah. first thing is like, you don't even know they're alive. Like, what if they're not alive? Like, what yeah. if they're dead? And like, I like that he is timid to come out and see them, but I do like that his like his first thing that he's, it almost seems he's worried that they're not alive and he's trying to prepare yeah. her for it. And it, that's kind of like, it's an interesting thing where it's like, you kind of expect him to be like, I don't want to see them. And like, he probably doesn't, but his first thing he says is what if they're dead? It feels like something tech would say. It, it does. Is, yeah. It's a logical, Hey, it's been 150 yeah. plus days. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. We don't know. Yeah. And I like that. Cause I, you know, I, I do see that as being timid to see them. Cause I, I agree. He's yeah. probably really, he can't look them in the eye. He doesn't want to see it. But I also see it as like a, he might be worried that they're dead. Yeah. He's clearly <laughs> heard about tech from Omega. Yep. I mean, that's clearly what's happened. And he's yep. probably worried they're dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. And in response to this Facebook um, question of will they fight or argue or like take Crosshair back? I think that like they're, you know, I mean, given that tech died, like partly to save this guy, nobody's going to just happily be like, yay, Crosshair, because it costs them a lot. So I think that we're yeah. going to see some, at least some kind of harsh words. Maybe some growing pains. Yeah. 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 Readmitting, because they, they've had these conversations before, the end of season one, because yep. this, this is a huge point. Crosshair chose yep. not to leave with the bat. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we had an entire season where we saw Crosshair like four times. Yeah. But like Crosshair's time with the Batch, that relationship is definitely mm-hmm. a very strained point. And yeah. between yeah. them last seeing each other, the Batch has changed drastically. Yeah. Echo's gone off to help with Rex. Tex yeah. passed away. Omega got captured. There's so much that's changed. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely gonna be some growing pains. Yeah. And even with him, there's a lot that's changed. I mean, since last yeah. I saw him, he was full send, let's go Empire, and yeah. now he's shot imperial officer has been tortured yeah exactly and had experiments done on him and escaped and has completely turned coded so yeah i mean absolutely i i don't normally like to make visual predictions but i'm pretty sure at some point in the next episode we're going to see wrecker holding crosshair up against a wall to some extent either it's going to be like a pick him up by the like collar thing to put him against the wall or it's going to be a shot of him like pinning him ahead to the wall well, yeah. we saw Wrecker's eyes narrowed in. Yeah. Oh, Wrecker yeah. was mad. I, yeah. yeah. I would be almost surprised if we saw that because unless Wrecker is in battle mode, mm-hmm. he wouldn't hurt a fly. Um, yeah. I see the Batch and especially Wrecker just like wanting to ignore him. Yeah. Thing is, I don't think that's gonna be an emotion they're able to fully do because mm-hmm. we th- think about yeah. record. Record does not like things that just irritate him. Yeah. Like, yeah, he won't hurt a fly, but we've seen him time and time again where he'll be like, you know, grumbling about the environment they're in, and he'll intentionally kick stuff that are in his way, like even yeah. in the background, yeah. right? Yeah. So I could totally see him being like, "This is like he like it might be what we were saying on how much the batch has changed. He might personally hold." Yeah, uh, crosshair at least indirectly responsible yeah. for like tech's death because arguably tech wouldn't have been in the position they yeah. were in yeah. if it had a sharpshooter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, and like I think two things. I think one is that you know Omega creates a situation in which you can't ignore him, yeah. and yeah. also that you can't be too mean to him because you know she'll jump in and she'll be like no don't hurt him he's my friend he he helped me and you know she'll do that but i also saved betcha yeah Yeah, and like i kind of also sort of predict they might skip time and we may not be able to see the initial response i don't know because like they do that sometimes in this show where they'll set up something and then they'll like pick up at a slightly different time and you'll just have to kind of fill in what happened so i wouldn't be surprised if they did that either um, but I think whatever happens, Omega will buffer. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. totally will. Yeah. yeah. 
I feel like that would kind of suck if they did that because I, I feel too. like I didn't yeah. get to say this, but I feel like a lot of this episode, like you see so much of their character and like not super huge development, but like a lot of like little changes. And I think that's like really important to like talking about like the Hunter so like who they are now and like how they get through mm-hmm. this next time period like i feel like bad batch is like almost that look into like how the empire really started to take root obviously because of like when we start the first season and now by season three i mean this guy that we see right i forget his name the officer man is like running this town and he like is doing everything and yeah so i feel like it would kind of like if they did skip time, I feel like yeah. it would almost be a disservice to like yeah. them figuring stuff out because mm. obviously so many, I mean, I know there's less and less obviously, but so many clones are still like in the mode Crosshair was in, like whether you want to yeah. say he had his chip, had a new chip, like whatever. Yeah. Like either way, they're yeah. still like part of the Empire, but like, they were also part like- of the like just think about where Cody was in season two. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Where, like he was yeah. still Empire, but he was standing there being like, "Did we make a mistake?" Yeah. yeah. And it's like, like it almost wears off. It, yeah. One, it wears off, but also that like even under the chip, there's still some degree of intentional obeying of the impulse from it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I wonder how like if we're gonna get like I really hope we get more of this because like. When I went and watched it at LFL, we had a mini panel afterwards. Um, and one of the things that was talked about from one of the producers was that this is quintessentially a clone story. Yeah. Yeah. And some of that is also a how does that affect the other clones that we yeah. see later in the timeline? Mm-hmm. And I think we really like are, I'm not going to say we're owed anything as fans, but it would be the kind of thing where I would hope to see yeah. Lucasfilm give us closure on where these clones end their lives. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. Yeah. It reminds me a lot. I don't know if it's because of some of the conversations I've had very recently. And now we're talking about this, but like, it reminds me a lot of like people who go into the military right out of high school. And then after that, you know, however long they stay in, and I'm talking about people who isn't, it's not like a lifelong thing for them. But they do like one or two they contracts. Have to, yeah, yeah, like what, like however long, like they have to figure out who they are outside of everything yeah. after that. Like yeah. I've, I've known lots of people in it or like I hear about lots of people in it. And I feel like it's not, obviously not exactly the same concept, but like very yeah. similar in that, like, what do I do now? Like how many rules am I going to follow? You know, like you had so many years where like you have to have everything in perfect order in your room mm-hmm. and make your bed. And like, do I still follow that afterwards? Or like, yeah. Right. Small and then but, like, like cutting forward in like the timeline to where we see in Kenobi, where there is a 501st clone sitting yeah. begging. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, is this the future that most of the clones are going to be facing? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope they answer or at least address that question. Yeah. Like even if it's not like a can like a decisive end for all of the clones, it's the same. I hope they show some like different ulterior paths that different mm-hmm. ones of them take. Right. Um, that you can picture it. Um and it's not just like, oh no, they're all destined to the Kenobi clone. Cause that would just be that'd be heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, within the frame of Bad Batch episodes, yep. what would you guys rate episode four of season three? Within the lens of Bad Batch, I'd give it probably like a seven, maybe a six. But that's not because it's a bad episode. It's just because it's like, it is a, if you cut out a decent chunk of the middle, they still end up getting a resolution that would have mm-hmm. happened in some way anyways. I gave it an eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think for all of the Bad Batch episodes we've had, there have been a lot of filler ones where I've been like, "Oh yeah, enjoyed them." But like, also, where's the plot? Where's the character development? And this one had plot. It had character, character development. development. It was entertaining. Yeah. Um, it ends on a really yeah. dramatic note. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I give it an eight. Yeah, 
That's why yeah. I feel like it's not like totally a filler episode. Mm -hmm. I think of it more as like the first example that comes to mind is like thinking about like the fourth and fifth Harry Potter books or movies. Like they're filler, but also lots of things are happening and people are developing and they're still like going towards something, if that makes sense. Like I almost yeah. think about it in that, in a obviously much shorter sense, but like things are still moving along, mm -hmm. but it's also not yeah. like the very resolution. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd give it a nine partially because um, crosshairs. I, yeah, it's crosshair. <laughs> and um, I'll give a nine to most things that have crosshair or a 10. Um, and since there's not a lot of crosshair in the three seasons of The Bad Batch, I'll give it a nine, but also for the same reasons. That it was. But, yeah. Yeah. I, feel I like think I there's this episode definitely has almost everything that I'd want from The Bad Batch in a yeah. Bad Batch episode from yeah. a like a writing perspective of a young adult show i think it classifies yeah yeah um, <laughs> it, it fills all of those things yeah very well yeah. um and you know it, the pacing was pretty solid too i think yeah. no. mm -hmm. it definitely leads up and tees a great great ability you know it's i'm, I'm waiting for yeah. next week to see if it can again doesn't I mean, continue this momentum so far every yeah. episode has been like can't wait to see what it, the next yeah. one does yeah they're yeah. doing which i can't job. say was the case for last season yeah last season i was yeah. kind of like well i know based on announced titles that these six episodes are going to be the ones that are the most dramatic so these yeah. other six yeah. like, eh, all right yeah, we got I, to a point where we were guessing when Crosshair would come back. <laughs> we got to a point of guessing if we were going to see a return of Cody. I <laughs> yeah. I, and now I have no idea. what the, yeah. Like, yeah. We, we made a lot of assumptions about what the titles meant. Yep. And we have already seen Crosshair and Omega. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we have already seen them reunited with, the, with Hunter and Wrecker. Yep. Which are things that I didn't expect to see until yes, the end, very, very yep. soonest, yeah. the mid-season finale. Yeah, yes. like yep. we are a quarter of the way through the episodes, and it's already covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which I love. Yeah, yeah, it's covered a lot of ground, but also within the frame of everything people are expecting from this season. Yeah, I, in hindsight, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, we need to have bounty hunters because Hemlock talks in this episode let's send our contacts let's notify them we need to get omega yeah we know we're gonna have the bounty hunters chasing omega we're no we know we're gonna have more of rex and yep. hopefully other clones the hope of the assault we know on we're Tantus. getting wolf at some point yeah, yeah. and in yeah. when you look at it in that frame of how much we're expecting yep them yeah. reuniting in four episodes is yeah, like just sense. enough where you're like this makes sense yep. anymore yeah. i feel like they're dragging Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Everything so else will start to feel rushed. And it's it's gonna yeah. ultimately it's gonna be what like we're only gonna know this when we get towards the tail end of the season, but it's gonna be what are the four major arcs of this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because clearly arc one is kind of resolved now. It's the yep. yeah. escape of Omega and Crosshair and the reuniting with Hunter and Wrecker. Yep. So next arc is probably gonna be something tied to the reintegration of Crosshair to the batch yeah. and maybe I think it's gonna be presence. that juggernaut arc. Yeah. Uh I think Juggernaut's coming up, if not next episode, episode yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, and one of the the episodes is called Juggernaut. I forget yeah. what I think. Maybe it was that was that was the mid season finale. I think um, there's two yeah. sets of mid season. There's like a two trial yeah. Yeah, like double episode things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, no, I I can definitely see that. And yeah, okay, any closing thoughts pertaining to this episode or things that we might expect next week? We've definitely covered a lot of ground already. In Nothing but... other than that I am still extremely pumped. Yes, I am too. Yeah. I I this is very heavy excitement levels for yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. 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 I'm super excited and I can't believe that they haven't been making more money gambling with Omega before. <laughs> um they should have. Um, yeah, yeah. So, our, our next episode is March 6th, uh, and that is the return, mm -hmm. which I imagine will be the reintegration episode. Mm -hmm. And then on the 13th, we get our double episode infiltration and extraction. Uh, that's probably gonna be the which could be our wolf episode. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, yeah, could be Delta yeah. Squad from the dead. Could, could be Delta Squad. <laughs> awesome. Well. 
huge, just a little bit of time, a huge shout out to our patron supporters. Uh, they are very familiar with our faces and our voices, sadly. Again, uh, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for your support. We would not be doing this without you. Uh, we love being able to have this venue to be able to just speak our minds and talk about the new Star Wars stuff. So thank you guys for the constant support. It's been great. If you guys want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Star Wars Podcast sometime. Uh, you can find Maybe. us on Twitter at StuffPod. Uh, and of course, you know, as we just talked about, you can also become a Patreon supporter. We greatly appreciate it. And you, you can, can find more, more of us. See more of us, except we curse more. Uh, That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Someone's on TikTok. If it's even used anymore, I don't know. Uh, we got. I exist on it. I don't do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, just claiming the usernames. Yeah, uh, all, all of us are Blue Harvest. Um, yes, yeah. we're all Blue Harvest. Yeah. So please yeah. go give us a follow. We want follows for our Chewbacca costume. That's right. Yes. Our collective one. Yeah. For the collective. Yes, our we're all being inside we one Chewbacca costume. We're all donating here. Yeah. 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 On each other's shoulders <laughs> to make a really tall wood. That's, that's this this is our we are group now, isn't it? Like yeah, we are Chewbacca. <laughs> we could all we'll make like mighty morphin Power Rangers into Chewbacca. <laughs> Mecha <Exactly>. Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca Zoid. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Well, again, thank you guys so much. And from all of us at the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, may the Force be with you always.